0: This is the Acoustic Guitar Project podcast. I'm Dave Adams, and we're with Amber Sweeney uh, with the Portland Project. Welcome, Amber.
1: Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Glad to have you. Uh, you wrote your song, Black Magic, in a week and recorded it live. I sure I would, sure lo- did. I would <laughs> love to hear... Well, first off, I love the name, of course, Black Magic, what a cool name. Uh, Thank it's, you. That's just uh, right off the bat, got me uh, really interested in what your song is about. So let's <laughs> hear awesome. a little bit. Yeah, well, of course, Black Magic. Who doesn't like that, right? Right. so where did you how did you get to black magic well where did that come from
1: oh man you know it's so funny because every songwriter uh has like this own picture in their head of what it is what's what kind of a story they're telling Mm -hmm. and it's always so fun to hear other people's uh, impressions of what they think that song was or what that song means to them because it's usually totally different than what like i thought uh so like this song for instance um It kind of was one of those things that was rattling around in my head a little bit before uh, the project. And uh, as soon as I got the guitar, it's like everything sort of aligned and it clicked. And it was like, oh my gosh, this story matches this story. Okay, this is how the song is going to go. And it really was about um, having something that isn't yours uh, and and yet trying to create some sense of... uh, intimacy or you get a little vulnerable with this thing or you get very exposed with this thing um, I mean kind of like in relationships you know like when you fall in love you're in love with somebody and then somebody new comes along and you know you, you kind of start looking at them and you go ooh I should invest in them or ooh I really like this about them and in many ways it's very tragic
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know because at some point like if you fall in love with somebody else and you start having that emotional affair that leads to that other stuff And so it was sort of a a very similar um, experience, you know, like I've got my own guitar that I love, you know, and I have this, I have moments with my guitar as a songwriter all the time. And here I am given this other guitar that I will never own. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Did you feel like you were cheating on your guitar?
1: I feel like I was cheating on my guitar, yeah.
0: (laughs) You're so dirty, so dirty. so wrong,
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's black magic. It was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, w- had, had you, you know, had you had experiences like that where you, you know, wrote a song on another guitar? Uh, and you know, t- tell me a little bit about your other guitars. You have it for a long time? Is it like, is that the only instrument you play? Oh my gosh, yes. I have some great stories about this guitar. Oh um, wow.
2: So, okay. Uh,
1: I had a beautiful Taylor uh, four fourteen series guitar. I loved it. It was my favorite guitar. It had been through so much life with me. It had written, mm-hmm. I had written so many songs on it. And uh, unfortunately, I had had a little too much fun one night out while I was out with some friends and decided that the better choice would be to not drive home, uh, forgetting that I had left this guitar in the car. Oh. So when I came back to pick up the guitar the next day, it was gone. Oh, no. Yeah, it was so devastating. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then, of course, I was in the middle of recording a project. And I needed a guitar, so I went out uh, to one of the stores here in the area and found a Breedlove that I fell in love with that was just like, okay, this is as close as I'm going to get. Little did I know that the series of guitar that I had had was closely modeled after these Breedloves, because apparently the guy who uh, started the company, Breedlove, was originally part of the Taylor organization. Ah. And so I was like, oh, this is why this feels familiar um, and so it it was a little bit of a love hate relationship at first because I loved my other guitar, and then I found this one, um, and I love my Breedlove. I play it all the time. I write so many songs on it. So it was a little bit of a like, it was a little bit of a challenge to write, uh, on a guitar that wasn't mine, that wasn't like the normal feel for me. But I loved it because it was warmer than my guitar.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Okay.
1: And it was, uh, uh, yeah, that Minor Bird just had a depth to it that that. Um, it's not unfortunate that my Breed love doesn't have, but oh man, I just I love the tone and the feel of it, so it was awesome.
0: And was there anything, um, you know, that affected you in the fact that you knew that you were only going to have it for one song?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, that in and of itself is a little bit tragic because you know you start to imagine like all the different stories you could tell with it, or maybe all the performances you could have with it. You know, you just it, because because it carries such a unique tone with it that this other guitar doesn't have, and you're like, oh my gosh, all the stories, all the things I could say, and I'll never get to say them.
0: Just a one night stand. <laughs> just a one night
1: stand. <laughs> yeah. Or one week,
0: one, day, one week yeah. stand. Yeah, right. It's like a fling in the you know overseas that time in Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Like remember that one time? Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, Yeah, and so that's kind of where you got to Black Magic a little bit was because it was just that one week, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You have such emotion and you're feeling something that you're like, what do I, oh my gosh. And then you have to give it up and give it away because you realize it's not yours. So it's like, oh, you little foul word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did it feel then to play it again at the concert?
1: Uh, you know, it was, I was a little mad at the guitar. No, yeah,
0: that was, where have you been? <laughs> I haven't
1: too called.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: Um, you know, it, honestly playing the guitar live at the concert. So, uh, there was a tornado that ran through my town, like the oh day gosh. of the concert.
2: Yeah.
1: And it hit my uh my house, my little house, and so I wasn't able to actually get home. I mean I was
2: oh no,
0: I was
1: extremely disoriented <laughs> showing up, to oh, this oh my Sunday. gosh, yeah, um and I happened to not be home when it happens, which was great, and nobody got hurt, everybody was safe, um you know some property damage and some inconveniences, but you know you go through so you're like you're confused, you're distraught, and now I yeah. have to go spend more time with this damn guitar that is not mine, and it's just really uh you know. I was, it took me right back to when I wrote it, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah. Well, it's great. still there in Portland, so I'm sure you can <laughs> yeah. borrow it anytime.
1: Anytime.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you said something interesting. You said it had like a warm feel to it. You know, how, explain that a little bit, you know, for somebody who doesn't play guitar. Um, it's uh,
1: it's a very, yeah. How do you do, explain that? Um it's kind of like walking into let's say a um, uh like a club, right? So oh sorry, I got some people who are walking by me and driving out of the driveway. No Ethology. probably
0: yeah, I forget. This is an outdoor interview, ladies this and gentlemen. An outdoor, outdoor interview.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> um so it, have you ever walked into like a log cabin or like a really uh like you're you're going I imagine like you're going into uh just a very wooded club or very wooded place. It's like warmly lit. It feels really cozy, um, and everything. It's like you're skiing, like you're in a ski resort, and it. But it's warm, and there's hot cocoa, and there's, uh, you know, all these, like reds and orange hues, and you just walk in, and you're like, oh wow, this feels like winter, and I'm cozy, and there's a richness into this space. Now, the contrast of that would be like walking into a bar, in the middle of summer. <laughs> And everything is loud and, you know, maybe a little harsh and a little crazy, and there's not quite as much warmth. It's just sort of dark,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: I guess that would be one of the ways you could describe it. That's cool. Uh, yeah.
0: I like it. And you mentioned that uh, you had black magic kind of rattling around in your mind, and then things just lined up. How yeah. does that happen? Like, how how do things line up? What what makes a song come together like that? And what gets you thinking about black magic? And what's the moment where you're like, Oh, that could be a song. How does that happen?
1: You know, that I, that's very, for me, it, ha- it happened. Uh, it, I get these melodies every now and then, or sometimes I'll see, you know, I'll be daydreaming and I'll see maybe a picture of something. Uh, and I don't know. I kind of start to stew on that. And well, what would that, what would that be like? And I, I had had, uh, a not a personal experience necessarily, but I had been watching uh, some people that I knew and kind of seeing some things unfold in them. And uh, and I was just sort of like, hmm, this could end very badly. Mm. <laughs> uh, or, it, you know, it could not. It, but what, would it, what does it feel like to be in that moment? And So I started imagining these things. So that was sort of just in the back of my head, like, I got to write a song about that because that seems to be the most constructive thing to do. Um, And then I don't know, it was just getting that guitar and and having, having that uh, deadline for me works really well. So it was like, I've got a deadline and all of a sudden it clicked. It was like, okay, I got it. I know how this is going to go now. And then you just sort of sit there and dream it out. And, you know, I'll play a lot. I'll play for maybe like an hour or two, just, you know, through a couple of choruses or a couple of lines and, and just let that sort of stream of conscien- consciousness flow until I get the melodies that I like, and then I'll just keep singing over and over and over again until I'm, I've truly developed what I think makes a great, you know, story.
0: What makes a great story?
1: Ooh, well, drama, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm seeing the pattern for you. I like this. I like this. You lead an exciting life. I have no doubt. Yes.
1: Yes. Or a very boring life that I just live out in my imagination. Uh, <laughs> Balls no, can be fun. Great. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think human humans are very interesting people. And so, you know, my own experiences and my own uh, tragedies and my own victories, it's sort of like, OK, you got to have a little bit of drama and you got to either have something really funny to say <laughs> through all of that. Um, or let the tragedy go where it where it goes. I mean, kind of like a Shakespeare sort of approach where it's like our lives are filled of triumphs and and tragedies. So you know, you kind of explore each character and try to feel what they would feel. Mm. And I think that's what you know makes a great a great story is when you can put yourself in in that journey and imagine, well, what would what would it feel like to be this person who has somebody that they love and they're they're in love with? and yet they're seeing somebody else who's inspiring them in a moment. What would hmm. that feel like? And what would it feel like to be each of those characters and then tell that story?
0: And do you, do you literally embody the emotion? Do you literally start to feel what that person might feel?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that helps tell the story. Well, hmm. it helps me understand the story. Hmm. You know, I think putting yourself in other people's shoes and imagining what their life is like or imagining what they feel like, what their lives feel like. And then jumping back into your own narrative and what you feel like and then blending those two worlds, I think, is very important in, in telling a good story.
0: Do you put yourself in every story or every song? Is there part of? I, I guess there's part of you and it's kind of a,
1: yeah. there has yeah, to be, right? There has to be. Because I, as much as I love to jump in other people's shoes, you can't you can't actually walk in other people's shoes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: You know, you can only really see the world through your own eyes, and so uh, I, there's definitely a little bit of me in every song. It, whether I'm you know telling a story that, like in this case, honestly, with Black Magic, it is it's something that touches each of us in some way or another. You know, we're always tempted to want something that really isn't ours to have. And so for me, you know, I I have personal battles where it's like, well, I don't want to give into that. What do I actually want? And it makes me question, well, what is it that I really want then? You know, so that's what I love about a story like that.
0: Yeah. And you, you know, uh, you had the week. Is that something that you normally uh, write under is deadlines that you, you know, self-imposed or otherwise? Or is that kind of new experience?
1: Uh, I, I work so well under deadlines. I wish I gave myself them more.
0: <laughs> yeah. So was this, was it kind of a new experience for you to have that? It,
1: yeah, it was, it was very much a re it was an inspiring experience. It was like, oh, you know, I think I definitely function better. I think a lot of people, creative people function better when they have a deadline in front of them. Um, I don't know why that is. But for me, yeah, it was inspiring. It was like, oh, I should do this all the time. I should give myself a week to write songs all the time. Uh, because My catalog catalog would be huge.
0: (laughs) Yes, you should.
1: Yeah, I loved it.
0: That's great. Uh, Was there anything else about the project or the song or the experience or the guitar or anything else that you want to mention or anything like that that stands out for you?
1: One of the things that really stood out to me uh, in, the, in this particular project um, was Anna Amon, actually. She, mm-hmm. um, she curated some really great talent, and she made a point to really uh, bring us all together and make sure that, that it wasn't just a thing that, um, that people did and, and then never got to see each other's work. She, she really made a point to make sure that we, we got to witness each other's uh, experience with the guitar, we got to share our songs, we got to share who each of us are uh, in the Portland area. And it, it I loved that about it, because I, I feel like that was your vision and your heart, is that it's about bringing creators together, and it's about you know highlighting how um, how everybody is uniquely different, and yet there's a common thread in all of that that, that unites us. And I, that's what I loved about it. I thought that was one of my favorite parts about the project
2: i
0: yeah, didn't feel like it
1: was just
0: me there's definitely a community element and uh, that's intentional uh, yeah. and you know it was she did do an amazing job and you know i met her i was at the concert in portland last year uh, it was on a weekend so i could i could fly out and uh, <laughs> and she just happened to be sitting outside <laughs> and we just started chatting and you know she's like Oh, yeah, I'd do this. I'm like, perfect. And that was that. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's usually how it happens. You know, with uh, a lot of the volunteer curators that I have, It's, I've met very few of them in person. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a testament to music, and it's a testament to you guys. And, you know, um, yeah, everybody kind of believes in it, and uh, everybody agrees to keep it special, and that's what keeps it going. Exactly. You know, and the brilliant songs that you guys create, uh, make it all worthwhile because, you know, truly there's, there's over 400 songs on the site now. There'll probably be 500 by the end of the season, but wow. every time it's really amazing to me to think that here's this person who I've never met who sat down and created something just because I asked, you know, <laughs> yeah. for no other reason, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. amazing feeling. It's really great. And, uh. I don't take it for granted, and believe me, I'm working every day, all day, so uh, to make it better. I believe that. To make yeah, it better, I,
1: so. I, I love that, and that's one of the things that was so inspired, that w- it was one of the things that made it seem, because, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 when you get invited by somebody that you know and you trust, that makes it special, and then once you start diving into the world and you start understanding it more, you start to realize how special this the, the bigger project is, and that I did, that just makes you feel good i think that, that would make anybody feel good It is the community that you know you're building here and uh the tradition that you're starting and and as it's growing it's like i just can't i cannot wait to see how this really does in, impact and affect the world in so many good ways and i can't thank you enough for for starting it
0: and hey i can't thank you enough for sitting down and writing an amazing song <laughs> thank you sure So let's hear it. Uh, I'm Dave Adams. Thanks for listening to the Acoustic Guitar Project podcast. And here's Black Magic by Amber Sweeney, written and recorded live in one week for theacousticguitarproject.com.
2: sweet temptation is problematic when it makes me young both things already in my reach it was just a kiss fatal attraction now you're